this week on the podcast. We talk about the first reinvention of the Resident Evil franchise. Probably one of the best games of its generation as we add Resident Evil 4 to the endless list of new games. Steve, Steve, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? You know, um, okay, busy. Yeah. What are you buying? Yeah, you know, playing you all those, there. playing all those video games. <laughs> <laughs> playing all those video games. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on the Twitter. It's so bad. I T S S O B A D. What a really uncomfortable way to uh space that, that, that out that, that ss threw me off uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i was like what's happening <laughs> oh and then pod at the end it's so bad pod at at it's so bad pod on the twitter and it's so bad y'all avoid so the ss at... pledge of defiance your favorite <laughs> new metal band from turn of the century oh my god nailed it terrible what is happening <clears throat> but now a boat we are we're riffing we are this week we're talking about Resident Evil, the game Resident Evil 4. We have Resident Evil 1 on our list currently. Uh, we are adding it to our endless list, which is 137 games, so the 138th entry. Last week we added Dark Castle at number 137, the last place game. New last place. Now we're adding Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4. January 2005, Capcom puts out this game. Um, did you guys play it at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I did. Yeah, Must I was was so hyped for this game. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about this game when it came out, but I knew that it was cool. And uh, <laughs> I actually played it on my friend's GameCube, and I would like go over his house, and I pretty much played it all at his house, like over the course of a couple of weekends or something. Um, and I just like knew it was a cool action game where they actually did like the over-the-shoulder perspective. And I had heard of Resident Evil before that, but I knew it was not that perspective. I knew it was like the set point of view um and that that never really clicked with me at the time and i was like all right i'm gonna try resident evil 4 let's see how it goes yeah it was also uh, stoked for this game i also played it on the gamecube originally i don't think i ever owned it on the gamecube my little brother might have but uh i remember really liking it but i was like really hyped for like like the wii port coming up and um because that would that would have been like the preferred way for me to play it back then um because i don't remember when the ps2 version came out must have been a little bit later than the Wii one. One, one, one year later. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had I didn't have a GameCube myself personally at the time. It was my little brother's, and we didn't share. So, uh, so I only got to play it like in a like little little slices of time. So when it was coming for the Wii, that's that's what I was. Um, that's where all my memories of this game are on that one. You know, I have very clear memories of most consoles that I've gotten. So I like remember. That when I got my Dreamcast, I remember when I got my PS2. I remember where I got my PS1 and why I got it. I remember N64, Super Nintendo, all of that. GameCube, I I have like no memory of when I got it or what games I had for it. I know I had F Zero and I had Smash Brothers and I had this game, uh, but I like I 
GameCube is just like a blank spot in my memory for some reason. No, yeah, I have I a game. Game... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think GameCube was, like I said, I played it at my friend's house, and then I like borrowed it from him at a different time, and then I borrowed another friend's GameCube. I think it was at a period where I either had PlayStation or Xbox, and my parents were like, you're not getting two consoles. You get mm-hmm. one console. That's it. And you have the computer, and that's it. And so I just kept having to borrow it from other people. So like that whole memory of of that era, it's like very spotty for me, too. Like I played a handful of games, but not all of them, but... Resident I have Evil a stuck. I have a I have a GameCube now because I stole my little brother's. So <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the same one. Oh, it's the same one. <laughs> epic, epic big brother move right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he listens to this podcast. So maybe he should. Before, he can figure out where his before, GameCube uh, went. Yeah, it's true. You'd also find before out where his. You'd also find out where his Xbox 360 went. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, I bet he doesn't care. He's yeah, looking no. for sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2005, the same year God of War came out, Psychonauts, uh, Devil May Cry 3, Call of Duty 2, Battlefield 2, uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Civilization 4. A lot of, uh, I wouldn't say all-time games, but good games came out that year. Um, yeah, you can find this game now. We mentioned it came out on GameCube, but it was exclusive to GameCube for, for a while, for a year at least. But now it's everywhere. You can find Resident Evil 4 everywhere. <laughs> It's been ported and remastered and reported and portmastered like in every system conceivable. I played the uh, the remastered PC version for this, which was pretty good. Um, felt it felt a little newer, even though it still has that original GameCube charm, which I'm glad that they like kept that and preserved that. Um, but yeah, you wonder if they're ever gonna remake this one because now that's like the hot new Resident mm. Evil thing. All these remakes. Yeah. So just going down GameCube, PlayStation Two, Microsoft Windows, Wii ios zebo what the hell is zebo i want to guess the i there was a there was like a separate resident evil 4 game made for the ios it's not like a it's not a copy of this game you'd be surprised um no Xbox i had 360? it oh you did yeah. oh really yeah oh, okay so it's a different game yeah okay. it almost played more uh, like like an re2 style style game got it PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. And I believe just this past week, it came out on the Oculus Quest 2 as a VR version. Wow. Crazy. Is that like <laughs> is that like first-person perspective VR for Leon? Is that how that works? I would imagine. Wow. I don't know. That's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Man, those, ha- some those hatchets flying at you when you're in Leon's <laughs> shoes. That's a whole different story. Yeah, so the, did you guys play Resident Evil before this game? Or I know this game was like opened a lot of made Resident Evil a lot more popular. It was already pretty popular though. Oh yeah, I loved I loved uh, two and uh, three. I didn't really care for Code Veronica. Um, I don't remember the timing of when that came out versus when this this came out. But um, but no, I I was like obsessed with um, especially Resident Evil two. I used to just replay that over and over and over again. I like I like Nemesis as well, but two is just the just the bee's knees. Yeah, like I said, I didn't play the ones before this, and for a long time, this was the only Resident Evil game I had played. It's actually this podcast is what got me into my current like love of Resident Evil because I listened Go. to the, the episode that you and Matt did on Resident Evil, the original, and I was like, that sounds cool. And it was right around the time that uh, RE2 remake came out too, so I like listened to that. Then I played RE2 remake, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then they announced yeah. RE3 remake. And then that was like at the start of the pandemic. So that came out. I played that and I was like, well, I got nothing else to do. Let me <laughs> play the original Resident Evil. 
and then I played seven, and then I played Village now, and then now Resident Evil Four again. So it's like, and I played a little bit of five back in the day too, but like very briefly. Um, but yeah, for for a long time, only Resident Evil Four. Does anyone know offhand? We don't have to get really sidetracked on this. And like where Resident Evil Zero came out in terms of Resident Evil Four, because that was also a before, GameCube before exclusive, this. right? And I like that so one. Too. Made... I, my little brother now me had that, and I like that one a lot, a lot too. That's next Did on my really... list to play. I want to play that one. It's okay. Um, yeah, people don't yeah. people don't like it, but um, people. So I think what happened was they remade um, two and th- one, two and three for the GameCube, and then they also put out Zero um, right around the when the GameCube came out, I believe. Um, so yeah, Zero though isn't very hi- highly regarded from what I've heard. Um, also, Code Veronica, which I also played and gave up on. Yeah, the day. yeah, Code Veronica is the only one I, didn't, I couldn't really couldn't really gel with and uh like the weird raccoon city game they they had like oh i had i had um what was it survivor yeah that was it that was it they had outbreak and survivor they were like gun game sort of things it was weird um but yeah i bought a playstation 2 because of resident evil 2 in particular like i was like oh shit this game looks dope i need to play this game and so that is that i played that game I think I actually beat Resident Evil 3 before 2, and I loved Resident Evil 3, which made me go back to 2. Mm. And then I beat 2. Um, but yeah, those I, I've loved these games for a while. I think, like, my problem is, like, I'd love to 1, 2, 3, 4, and, like, I'm trying to get through 7, and I can't do it. <laughs> 7, it's... I feel like it captures some of the early, like core elements of resident evil really really well but it does it in that first person's perspective and it's like yeah. it's a pretty gross game too so it'll, <laughs> it'll scare you i played i played like three hours of it and like i feel like i'm over the hump yeah but i like that was like two months ago and i kind of gave up on it yeah you gotta the keep thing going that's gonna make <clears throat> the thing that, that that's gonna make me play it is when we eventually add it to this list <laughs> and i'm like forced to sit down and play you should it, consider but, uh, playing village then because village so like Seven is kind of like a little bit of the original Resident Evil. Like you're in a house and like there's a creepy family and blah, blah, blah. But it kind of apes from the original um, um, Resident Evil. And four, or I should say Village, is kind of a little bit more like four. Like it's more action oriented. It's more ridiculous. You're in this crazy European village and there's all these different enemies and like there's spec ops guys and stuff like in the, and it just feels like they're like, all right, we're going to do the first person resident evil four now. So I would consider playing that and then seeing if you can go back into seven as like the setup for yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, this was directed by Shinji Mikami, the director of the original resident evils. Um, I think up to four or five. He also directed God hand vanquish, um, dino crisis, piano dino crisis, surprisingly, um, piano three and the evil within, um, the, so he's on our list. A couple times um but did you guys know that this game so what the konami or not konami capcom was like desperate at the time to avoid a failure and they really wanted to sell this game so before they shipped this version there were three other games developed that were supposed to be resident evil 4 yeah yeah <laughs> but a lot of them got demos or were demo not well not the devil may cry version or what becomes devil may cry i assume was not publicly demoed but isn't there like actual playable prototypes that have been dumped out there of uh yeah yeah the for sure early versions. so one of the so we we did devil may cry earlier this year one of those versions became devil may cry um and they were like what the fuck are you doing we don't want this at all this is way 
outside of what we're looking for. And the, then the second one was Leon gets infected by something called the progenitor virus and his left hand gets magical powers. <laughs> um, this, But that actually became DLC in Resident Evil 5. Um, they took that scenario and they made it into a DLC. Um, and then the third version was, I, it sounds like it's more focused not less focused on zombies and more focused on overall paranormal is, stuff. is that the hook and, man what's called the hook yeah, man version yeah there's like a guy who chases you in the entire game and i'm sure that was influential on some other games down the line but um yeah that was the first one that had the third person over the shoulder view which cut was the, the super innovative thing about this game is they did the they took the third person's perspective which was typically like directly over somebody's head and they put it off to the side and so when and, and added the aim down sights essentially, which is you hit the aim button and you also have a laser pointer so you can see where you're aiming. Uh, there's no UI, which makes it more immersive because he's got a laser pointer that you use to, to point at people and you kill people. So that the hallucination version, which was the fourth version, is what they or the hookman version is what they took it from. Then there was a fourth version called the hallucination version, which was more like Resident Evil One, I think. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about how innovative that was at the time because it felt really innovative that over the shoulder perspective, mm. and it was like, yeah. oh man, this is this is like next level stuff. Like this is gonna change games. Like you knew at the time, like this just feels really good. And now like yeah. a million games do that, and you kind of look back and you're like, really, Resident Evil Four was the first one to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've talked I've talked to people who have not played this game, and they're like, oh wow, huh? And they're like, hmm, people always say this is one of the most influential games of all time, and then they like go down the list of games that have some level of influence from resident evil 4 and the over shoulder perspective for action games and it's like i mean i remember how how shockingly different in a positive way it made the game look just like right off the bat like it was like eye-catching at the time well also just if you like look at this game now compared to other games that came out even like a god of war which kind of which i think looks pretty good this game looks great. It still holds up in terms of how it looks. I mean, some of the textures are bad. Some of the the uh, like buildings and stuff are bad, but it's still like it feels passable. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. The faces and stuff, I think in particular. I was thinking when I was replaying it this week, I was like, I was like, oh, the faces and stuff like look pretty good for the time. Yeah, and they're all like they're not like. I feel like games now, or maybe like a couple of years ago, with like movement, they got into this like uncanny valley where like the movement would be like slightly off. You yeah. didn't really notice it. And this is like right before it's the uncanny valley where it's still a video game. Yeah. So it's like less <laughs> less annoying to look at. Yeah, and this also has that Nintendo quality to it. Like you can see it in the design a little bit. Like it was a GameCube game, and like I don't know, it, it just it feels like a Nintendo game a little bit, even though you know you're still playing a Resident Evil Capcom game. Like it's its own property, but it just got a little bit of that Nintendo gloss to it. And like when I was playing it, our, our friend Jeremy, who's been on the podcast, was watching me play a little bit, and he was like, "Oh, okay, so this is like Zelda Resident Evil." And I was like, "It is kind of like Zelda Resident <laughs> Evil, like at times. Like you're open, you're going through a castle, you're moving big blocks around. Like there are you know fire breathing turrets that come up and, and appear behind you." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, all right." Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a good point. I mean, it, it, well, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was always in the plans to never remain like a, a Nintendo exclusive game i'm sure there are probably still some sort of like design choices that went in going like like this this is for gamecube owners and so like we gotta we gotta cater to like that nintendo crowd and they are right, exactly and their interests yeah. you know mm-hmm. i think um so this game was part of the capcom 5 which were at the time capcom 
I don't know. So I'm not sure about the specifics. I don't think Nintendo paid the money in looking at this, but they announced that they were going to develop five exclusive games for the GameCube because they saw that the GameCube was not doing well. Um, so they were like, we want to prop up Nintendo. And I think it might've had to do with like national pride in Japan with all these other console makers coming over, but also like, or maybe it was just our history of doing business with them, but I don't think any money changed hands. They were just like, we're going to make five games specifically for the GameCube because we want to support Nintendo, which was crazy. Hmm. I feel like, (laughs) um, but yeah, so, so those games were piano three, beautiful Joe killer seven dead, dead Phoenix, and uh, Resident Evil 4. Dead Phoenix never came out, but like Beautiful Joe was a big game. Yeah. Killer 7 became like a cult classic, and then Piano 3 people didn't like. So <laughs> I actually want to, I want to play Piano 3. Uh, and then Resident Evil 4, which was like one of the best games of all time. So kind of gave Nintendo the shot in the arm, even though they still f- fucking got destroyed by PS2 in that era. Yeah. That'll happen. That will happen. Yeah. They they bounce back. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo's doing yes. all right. <laughs> yeah. The Wii came out. How many? They bounced back. How many switches have been sold? Like almost a hundred million at this point. It's ridiculous. It became like a extreme luxury item at the start of the pandemic. It was like impossible. I am <laughs> um, was looking at all my games I've beaten in the past five years. I have like a list that I keep, and. Uh, like far and away, I've beaten the most games on the Switch over the past five years. Just comfortable. I kind of want to buy the, this, this game on there so I can play it again. <laughs> to go. Um, but yeah, so um, the third person stuff was inspired by Onimusha Three. Uh, Chris, did you ever play Onimusha Three? Oh yeah, yep. This is this was so, like all like right in my game wheelhouse like back then. I was yeah. just always going through these Resident Evil games and these Onimusha games. So Mikami, he uh, he was like, this game kind of sucks. It would be better if they, instead of using like the semi-fixed view in that game, it would be better if we put the camera behind the player. And that's where he got his inspiration to do this. Um, but yeah, the, we mentioned the gun and the, the sights and the view. Um, one of the things we didn't mention is that a uh, big thing in this game is like the AI is like programmed in a way that makes it much more believable. And things like if you shoot an enemy's uh, arms, they like stumble mm-hmm. on that side. And if you like, you can shoot projectiles out of the air, you can shoot arms. If you shoot them in the head, they'll like act like you shot them in the head. <laughs> um, so that was like a really big. Shoot them in the chest, yeah, basically nothing game. happens. <laughs> they just say, like, act like you shot them in the head, it. except for the instant death part. <laughs> They're just like, ah, oh, my head. Well, sometimes they stagger a little bit, but they, yeah, they yeah. just explode at a big giant blood fountain or a uh, bug. Comes crawling out of it. Pops out of it. Yeah. <laughs> or they just kind of like stumble forward headless for a little while and then just plop down <laughs> yeah. in front of you, which is always, which always but, fun and always a little terrifying and unnerving. <laughs> well, it was way different from the time. Like if you shot different parts of a body in any other video game, it'd just be like, oh, you shot that person. And this is like, they're like arm flies or. Right. Like you hit like, a guy in the arm. goes backwards. Yeah. You hit a guy in the arm in Goldeneye and he'll like, like 720 spin behind him. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> there are also, I mean, the enemies are different on this compared to the other Resident Evil games because those are usually zombies or some sort of, you know, bio weapon. And at least in the beginning, you know, the, I forget what the villagers' names are, but they. Uh, Los Granados. Los Granados, yes. They're like pos- people. Like they're possessed people and they're creepy and weird and they're trying to kill you, but they're not zombies necessarily. They're like kind of in between zombie and human. Uh, and like they'll try to flank you, and they'll throw stuff at you, which zombies can't do. Um, some of them will have chainsaws that they'll try to saw you in half. You know, it gets a little wild. 
Yeah, the, yeah, that first, like, 20, 30 minutes of the game has to be, like, one of the most, like, iconic starts to a game, like, ever. It's just, like, I mean, I feel like I replayed that opening just over and over and over again because, like, how much fun it was. And, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's 100% iconic. Like, you go to the house first, and then, like, very quickly they're like, yo, we're going to throw a million fucking zombies at you. Yeah. And, like, you have to, like, run and hide in buildings, and, like, you can close lock the door behind you and have to jump out the top of the window and you're like all the time running and gunning. It's so good. And they're also like, they're putting like a ladder like up against the side of the house and like breaking the windows to get in. Or like the one time I was playing it over this past week and it was like, I forgot to barricade the downstairs door and uh, the chainsaw guy like broke in. I didn't know. And I was like at the top of the stairs, like fighting off people coming through the window. Then all of a sudden my head was lobbed off by the chainsaw guy. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. well, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> That's like the best part of the game, you know? It's just like you run in, you move the, the bookcase in front of the door, yeah. and you're just like, oh, you're holding up. Who's the uh, who's the cop? Like the cop from Madrid. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Luis? Uh, is that what it is? Luis, yeah. Luis, yeah. yeah. There's like the one part later where you're like fighting him off downstairs, and the president's daughter is upstairs. You're like, we got to move upstairs. Let's go, go, go. And it's just like you feel the amount of available space around you shrinking. And you're mm. like, I'm just in a tiny house. Like, I got nowhere else to go here. And then you got to like jump out a window when you're Leon roll and like it's just so cool you gotta get good at that uh shooting in the leg and then following up with the kick that's a very very satisfying thing to do yeah roundhouse is so satisfying yeah so you can do that or if you shoot him in the leg and go behind them you suplex oh yeah that's right (laughs) the suplex is so awesome the first time you do it i forgot about it and playing it this time i just like yelled like yes as soon as i did it (laughs) it's it's very good um yeah i mean I feel like this game, you feel like you're more in a zombie movie than the other Resident Evil games, because the other Resident Evil games are, like, slow, and they're, like, you know, um, there's a couple zombies here or there, but this is, like, you're gonna about to get overrun with fucking zombies, and this is what zombies are. They're just, like, an endless mass that's gonna come and get you. Yeah, you got, like, your Night of the Living Dead spectrum and your World War Z spectrum, and this is definitely closer to the World War Z, just, like, endless zombies and, like, oh, well, here's a grenade launcher, here's a shotgun, here's a machine gun. Good luck. Go for it. Yeah, that, this game does a fantastic job. Even, like, even like when it's, like, the weird cultists are become, like, kind of, like, the main villains, like, later in the game, like, it still always keeps that very unnerving. Like, I think the way you just said it, Mike, like, where it's, like, you just kind of feel like space is always at a is always a luxury and a premium and uh you always do kind of feel like the walls are always kind of closing it around you a little bit and it's it feels whereas i feel like maybe you're like resident evil 2 and and uh nemesis were a little bit more maybe kind of reliant on like almost like jump scare attacks where this is like just felt like a, i felt like this was like a big like sense of like you're always being pursued, and it's, like, dreadful. Tension. Yeah, it's dreadful. (laughs) It's different, too, because I feel like those earlier games, it's more about, like, the tension of exploring. Like, you don't necessarily know where you need to go when you're trying to piece it together. This, you always know where you need to go, but there's always stuff in your way or right behind you or coming from all sides or some door that slams down and then some giant enemy drops in. And it's just like, oh, God, like anytime you get a break in these games, it's like something's coming. And God, (laughs) you find a bunch of health and ammo around. You're like, I'm in for it. Um, One of the things we didn't mention in terms of like you get a lot of guns, you do get a lot of different guns. So you have I think there was a lot some when they got to three, they were like adding this level of gun, the amount of guns that they have. Um, but you can customize them. But the big thing, so you can level them up with firepower and like you know, clips and stuff. But the big thing for this game is that you have an attaché case, and you can um, 
arrange your inventory in a way that strategically is fun. I find it fun, uh, where you have to you can try to fit in as much as possible because you have a set amount of spaces. Yeah, I had a nice specific design for my guns. You know, I had my like my knife and my pistol on top, and then underneath I had the shotgun and the submachine gun, and then you get like the the big sniper rifle. And then had the rocket launcher on the side when I finally had enough room for that. It's like, all right. And then all your little consumable items and ammo in the middle. It's like a little inventory management mini game in there. <laughs> I agree. It's a great, uh, very good mechanic for the rest of the Evil series. I just didn't realize you guys liked it so much and spent so much time with it. I have a passion for those squares. <laughs> Hell yeah. It goes away from like, you get to hold six things. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like nice that they give you like this little game to try to fit, as, fit in as much as possible. But I mean, this game overall, just in terms of the Resident Evil series, is basically like quality of life enhancements, the game. So like everything that you sort of learn like ah this is kind of cool but it'd be better if it was kind of like this for example the inventory system where you had six slots before you had to like shuffle things around in your thing they give you a big thing and they're like hey you can fill it up but we're gonna let you manage it so you feel like you have a little bit more wiggle room so that was like a little bit better i think also a little bit better in this game was there's no ink ribbons yeah yeah compared to the earlier yes, games 100 yeah where people were like this is cool but also this kind of sucks right <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's cool until you're completely out of ink ribbons and you have to keep doing the same area over and over again looking for more. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like a hardcore a hardcore mode that you wish you could opt out of. <clears throat> your your so knife's no... a little bit more useful in this game. Well, the knife is also mapped to a button. Yeah. So you you don't have to like pull it out. You have to equip it and non-equip it and equip it. On the Wii you version, just, you just you just swipe. It comes right up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so like. This is quality of life enhancements. The video game they got rid of the fixed camera angles too. It makes it better. It's just it's just a reta- like a reimagining of Resident Evil too. Because the early games you have like the mansion and umbrella and zombies, and it gets a little bit bigger. And your Raccoon City, and then in, that's in two, and you have the police station you're exploring, and then in three it's just like a different, more actiony version of of the Resident Evil or the Raccoon City escape. And this, it's like, all right, forget all that. No more zombies. We're giving you a whole new set of enemies. You're in a different country. You're Leon again, but you're trying to save the president's daughter. And you're dealing with, like, giant trolls. And, like, you're <laughs> in a castle. And, yeah. She, El Gigante. Yeah, El Gigante. Yes. And it's just so, I mean, Resident Evil's over, always over the top. But this one just, just, like, cranks it up a couple of more dials. And it's like, all right, we're really going to lean into the, the action part of this. With all the quality of life improvements, too. Because I don't think you could do the action as well if you were, like, trying to inventory manage as slowly and I could, I could not imagine doing. I could not imagine doing escort missions, uh, like, in the older Resident Evil games. Like, uh, yes. That uh, just would uh, not the escort be missions. <laughs> I had. I just have to say, I had such a worse memory of doing those escort missions than I actually experienced this time around playing it. Like I was dreading it, and I remember hating it back in two thousand five or whenever I played it. And I played it this time, and I was like, eh. I mean, yeah, it's a little, it's a little much, but this is okay. Like it wasn't, wasn't the worst. Yeah, like, I mean, they give you big dumpsters to like dump her in when there's like a big fight, and they don't like really get to her ever. Oh yeah, I didn't so even do that. I just yeah. left her. I was like, you stand here, and then I would just mow people down. I was like, yeah, right, we're moving. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they give you ample. I, I I understand that people complain about it. I actually I never thought it was that bad. Last time I played it, I was like, this is not terrible. Yeah, it's, I didn't think it's, it's either. Fun. I I think I like had like some memories of her like kind of 
more like not getting stuck during battles but like maybe just like getting stuck like outside of battles but like not stuck stuck just like it was like okay come on like let, correct yourself and let's go here yeah there were only a couple of instances where she actually got picked up and like carried away long enough that i had to like run after her they almost got her one time they were like 10 feet from the door and i got and I you've never her. seen like the you are dead door yeah. it's like a door to hell yeah. when she carries when you die it's funny <laughs> it's like, oh, no. um and then there was another time when you jump off a ledge you have to like catch her behind you and i totally forgot that and i ran pretty far away and then i got stopped at some door and i was like ah i had to backtrack all the way but other than that yeah that was fine so i i've played this game three times and i still don't really understand what's happening in the story <laughs> Uh, you're like the president's daughter's kidnapped so that she can get this virus and go back to the president and infect him but i understand that you're you're going to save her but like i don't know who sadler is i don't know how like isn't that um isn't that westler's like old partner uh that's krauser isn't it krauser yeah the commander sadler's like the head of the evil people no i know but i thought like he has like some connection to to he does. Wesker. they mentioned wesker vaguely in this i feel like um yeah i don't know i guess the president's daughter gets kidnapped they're trying to infect everybody in the u.s government they are just some random small town with like a castle out in somewhere in europe <laughs> spain somewhere maybe spain um, it's in spain right yeah it's officially spain. it's officially spain i thought it was and there was some there was some doubt thrown um <laughs> yeah uh but yeah, aside from that, it's just like, oh, okay, well, there are these three bad guys with like their own different armies that you have to basically fight your way through. Uh, and then Ashley, the president's daughter, is with you for like half the game, pretty much. And that's the story. That's all I pretty much needed to know at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a dog you got to save uh, at the beginning, or you should save at the beginning. Only bad people don't yeah, save right. the dog. If you, see, if you see the dog, a guy, uh, when you fight El Gigante, he goes, hey, it's the dog. I know. And I said that too. I went, hey, it's the dog. <laughs> The dog's the protagonist from another game, I think, that Capcom did. I think that's like a... Oh, Kami? Resident no, Evil no, no, no. I think it's, it's some other game I had never heard of. Oh, that's funny. Um, maybe Haunting Ground? I think that's a Capcom game. Um, but, yeah, the, the thing about it is, like, I, I played through that section when we were doing it for this podcast, and, uh, like, because it's right at the beginning, and I saw the dog, and I was immediately like, Oh, this is a callback to Resident Evil 2 and like the dogs coming through the window and the dogs at the front door or Resident Evil 1 uh, with the dogs coming through the window and the dogs at the front door. Um, and like they want you to kill it like when it's there because that's what they do in these games because they're dogs. So that was that was an interesting inversion of the trope that the small thing they put in there. Wait, the did, they, did they trick you? Did you shoot the dog? Did I shoot the dog? Yeah. No, I always save the dog. Oh, good, good. Don't instinctively shoot dogs in video games. Only when yeah. they're like, you know, decomposing flesh in uh, Resident Evil, the original. <clears throat> and even then. Even then. <laughs> I take a second. I look. I make sure. <clears throat> I will say uh, one thing about the story is like, I thought it was fine when you're in like the village and you're going to the castle and then the castle. But when, when you get to like the commando army you need to fight at the end with <laughs> with Krauser, the dude with the sword who can grow the arm and you do like the quick time events with him, that whole shit is real, uh, real gets really dumb, really fast. <laughs> I will say this game is like a few hours longer than your average Resident Evil game. And I kept thinking I was about to be done. And then I'd like open another door and there'd be some new dungeon. And that was like the one part is like getting to the end. I was like, all right, let's 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 wrap this up. I get it. More commandos. We're we're going. We're going. Um, 
but yeah, usually Resident Evil games are like eight to ten hours ish, maybe twelve if you like do all the side stuff. Um, but this felt like it was like more like fifteen to twenty if you do all the side stuff. I think actually this game is pretty short. How long? It's not that long, be? but it's definitely a few more hours than, or it took me a few more hours at least than usual. I thought it was like eight hours. How how to beat? Oops, I, I missed word. How long to beat? Resident Evil Four. Oh, I can't. I can't look it up. <laughs> can't look it up. This is longer. Yeah, you're right. It is 16 hours. Yeah, it was definitely I a little bit longer. I thought it was shorter than that. Um, so Resident Evil 4. What else do I have to say? So critically known as one of the best games of its generation. Um, 2019 Game Informer called uh, Resident Evil 4 the most important th third-person shooter ever. Said it innovated two genres, innovated on two genres, uh, survival horror and shooter games. I agree. Um, we didn't even mention that this game has a very iconic, meme-worthy, uh, meme-worthy shopkeeper. <laughs> I, I kind of sure referenced it at the very beginning when we were starting. Yeah. Um, iconic. He'll buy it for a high price. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I think it's interesting that after this game, five and six, like shit the bed. I think five was pretty well received at the time. Looking back on it, I have not played it, but the word is the game is very racist. That's, I didn't play it because that was like my impressions of it when it came out. I was like, this looks very inappropriate. Yeah, I played the demo of it, but I never got any further. Not for, I didn't realized or i hadn't read any criticism about it at the time so i was just like oh i'll get to that at some point like when i have another console um never did and then i know like six goes off the rails too in like a completely different way it's like all the resident evil characters from around the world get into like this like international globe trotting type resident evil story which sounds strange but it also looks very much like resident evil 4 i kind of want to play oh it, i want to play but it's that. also yeah for sure it's also like super long from what i heard doesn't I it like also like kind of like abandon like any of like the survival horror part isn't it kind of more like just like a straight up yeah. action game i'm pretty sure it's just like a straight well, that's up like one game. of the lessons that i think and i think a lot of people who don't like those later games and maybe don't like resident evil 4 it's like once they turned on the action switch they never looked back for like 10 years or 15 years mm. so right you play you play the the remakes now they definitely have an action element to it but like even though they look like resident evil 4 it's more in the survival horror like your bullets you know it's hard to aim you have limited resources it's more about the puzzles and the exploration and then like at the end it'll be more a little action oriented so it's kind of both but they definitely got back to the the roots a little bit yeah the um and then they had to reinvent themselves with Seven, where they made it back to basically Resident Evil One, but in the Bayou, um, and for and, and first person, yeah, yeah, and like crazy, just like jump scares happen. Um, so that's what they did. But yeah, and I mean, we talked about Resident Evil Two, um, Resident Evil Four, supposedly being remade. Um, it's heavily rumored to be in development, the remake. So I'm interested to see what they do with the game. I don't know, considering if, it's already out everywhere. I don't know if I want like a remake or just like keep polishing up like the graphics and stuff. I don't, I don't know. This, this... I, I don't know. It's I want to see what they do with it. Like, how can they really reinvent it? I, I yeah. would hope if they reinvent it, what they do is like narratively bring Leon from the remakes into the story as opposed to this new this mm. re4 version of leon because he is like such like a goofy like machismo action star type <laughs> leon, which is like not who he is in two um and like the, just a lot of the dialogue too in general like it's just kind of like 
punchy one-liners and kind of like weird like i don't know it's just not very good it just kind of like leans into the ridiculous action game of it all um, <laughs> and I, it would be cool if they could like take that and somehow match that a little bit closer to like the slightly more realistic and believable like rookie cop leon that you get into um because the remakes have a certain style to them for sure so i feel like they would have to do that for that to be no, 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 I, lo- I love the camp of uh of the so dialogue camp. in this so one. camp i feel like there's, like a camp in the there's, there's plenty of camp in the remakes but yeah it's different what what is happening with leon s kennedy now in the series have we not seen him in a long time he's not well spoilers for the new games but he is not really mentioned as far as i'm aware chris redfield is yeah, he's like he's like a, yeah. I don't know if he's a bad guy. He eh, not exactly. Um you'll see. You'll see. Uh play play village, you'll get more. Um and yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think like if they mention Wesker or anything like the other characters. Um but I think I think Chris is really the the main one. Leon's like hmm. Cloud from like Final Fantasy. You know, you got to you got to save his appearances. You got to make him special. You know, he'll be in a Kingdom Hearts game at some point, I'm sure, soon and then, you know, he'll 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 then we'll get the true Rari 4 remake. The Netflix show that just came out, Infinite Darkness, uh it's like CGI anime style, Netflix style. Um and Leon's the yeah. main character and it is it is Cloud. Like he they make many jokes about his hair being perfect too. It's like <laughs> the world's most badass secret agent is basically how they introduce him. They're like, Oh, it's Leon Kennedy. And like once again you're saving the president's daughter or you had just saved the president's daughter and you're coming to meet the president. So it's basically right after Resident Evil Four. Leon um, was the first video game character that I recall a girl in high school having a crush on. I get it. Weird. I yeah. Get it. Yeah. Weird. Um so yeah. This game. Um, we mentioned also that a lot of games owe a debt to this, ga- to this game and were influential. Uh, this game was influential, too. Uh, Dead Space, we have on the list. Uh, Last of Us, also, we have on the list. Uh, Uncharted, uh, Gears of War, Bioshock. A lot of games owe a debt. Um, specifically, those games, the developers have said, like, we wouldn't have made this game without RE4. Uh, when we did Dead Space, the developer said that um, they had an idea for what the game was and they played Resident Evil 4 and they changed the game completely. <laughs> yeah. Like they started from scratch. That of all the games you just mentioned is like the one I think of. When, when we played that, I was like, oh, it's like Resident Evil 4, but in space with zombies where you don't aim mm-hmm. for their heads, you aim for their limbs instead. <laughs> Although I guess you did that in 4 too. So it's, it's Resident Evil 4. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so where does this go on our endless list? Um which currently goes from Super Mario 64 at number 1 to 137. Last week's entry, The Dark Castle. This is our second game of Spooktober. We have one more next week. And, yeah. Does anyone Present- does anyone doubt that this is a extremely iconic, well-done game that should go somewhere in the upper echelon of the list, just for starters, yeah, I, uh, to oh get that God. out of I the way? Not, I do not disagree that it should yeah. be the upper echelon of the list. Yeah, um... I think this game is has a lot of things going for it. I think that it's very good, very fun. I think that it holds up. I think you have there are some problems that people complain about. I don't have a problem with it, but you don't move when you when you're aiming, and like you know it happens. But it feels good to play. Um, it feels tight. The story is a bit of a mess, but you don't play that game for the story. You play it for the spectacle. Um, so I think this game goes high, uh, and it, it and again it's influential. Like, it meets all of our criteria, and it has so much in it. 
I think it goes yeah. very high. I think it's I think it's a top game, ten game. To speak to the least. controls too, like that was another piece coming back to this. I was like, ooh, what's it gonna be like to have to like plant your feet and shoot again? But and it was a little jarring at first, but like I don't know, within an hour or two, I was figuring it out, and you just like do the quick, yeah. you know, turn around to like turn and that way, and like I just figured out how to move very fluidly based on like the limited you know Wii era or GameCube era controls. Um, so yeah, that didn't bother me at all. Like, yeah, sure, it points off, I guess, but it was fine. <clears throat> So for um, me, like, in this top ten, like, Bloodborne is the only game in the top ten that I'm not familiar with. But, like, I look at a game like this, a game that, uh, even though it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, 15, 16 years old, like, it still holds up all the things we just said. And it's still so good to play. It has so many iconic set pieces. I think it's, I think this is, and I'm not saying this is where I'm ranking it, but I'm saying, like, I look at this as, like, the way Chrono Trigger is kind of like the game for JRPGs. Like, I feel like this is still like kind of like the standard bearer, I feel like, or at least has been for a long time for survival horror action shooter games like this. Now I think it's like in that sort of echelon for me. I just look at it and I think to myself, I'm like, is there any other shooters from that era I really want to play? Like third person right. shooters? <laughs> well, first off, there weren't, there weren't a lot. Um, and but do I want to like the ones that exist out there do not feel like this tight do not feel like this well designed yeah um, in terms of enemy encounters and like uh, how you actually interact with the gun so yeah I think that the third person shooters I was playing around this time and it, honestly it was probably a little bit later but like were more of like the snap to wall cover type like third person shooters which is slightly mm. different they didn't have that in this Resident Evil um, or in Resident Evil 4 I should say uh so yeah i mean it just felt good for the time and chris i kind of agree like if you tr can trace all those games that we just listed back to people being like oh shit i gotta rethink my game because resident evil 4 just came out like it definitely holds that chrono trigger kind of like upper echelon like uh in in that genre so it, i mean I, i'm i don't know if does it go into the top five does it we can work up through the top 10 a little bit here too but like another thing to consider as well is that the original resident evil is sitting there at number nine so do we think this is better than than that resident evil they're two different oh, yeah. games but yeah. you, for sure you think so for sure yeah i i think so yeah. as well i think there are parts of the survival horror that i kind of miss that aren't in this game anymore but they are making a completely different type of game like it's an action game and they just lean into it 100 percent. so it doesn't feel like oh, well, you can only prefer one over the other necessarily. Like, this is a great game and plays a lot better today and now. Um, and it's probably, I don't know, Resident Evil, the original, is very iconic, but so is this one. Um, I think this game is, um, I think Resident Evil is great. I think they're both, like, equally as influential. I think that it's easier to go back to Resident Evil 4 now than, like, way easier than the original Resident Evil and probably easier than Resident the Resident Evil remake that they put out. Um, I enjoy this gameplay a lot more than I do the Resident Evil personally. So uh, Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I enjoyed that, uh, but I agree. I think this was more fun. Like I had a great time playing this. I was wondering. I was like, all right, I haven't played this since two thousand five or six or so. Like, how's it gonna feel coming back? I had a blast the whole way through. Yeah. I I like honestly just to put it out there, my spot that I would like to put it at is number five, Resident Evil Four, number five. Feels pretty. Pretty yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was kind of landing too, because it is again like I think you just kind of kind of referenced it, Mike. It was you know a game like this and Chrono Trigger and 
Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid in particular, it's like their games that even regardless of what year they came out, like in 2021, it's like they still pick up and play extremely well. It's like like their their playability is not tied to their times. You don't have to give it a pass for being a product of its time. Like it's just in whatever year you play it, it it just feels good and plays well. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is great, and I really love that game. I think it's one of my favorite JRPGs I've ever played. Um, but for Chrono, with Chrono Trigger and me is like. I don't immediately look at Chrono Trigger and like, that's super fun. I look at it and I'm like, oh, JRPG that I could really get into. <laughs> I could just pick up and play Resident Evil 4 and it feels good. It feels just good to blast people and get go through it. Like, I feel like like the last couple hours are kind of a drag, but most of that game, like, just you just fly through. Um, there's no, like, getting lost. You just have encounters and you just go with against the enemy. Yeah, the only things that... So, like, I might personally prefer Bloodborne as a game here but i get like resident evil is so much more influential and it still feels really great now so i'm okay with that going above it i am curious though what's the the reason it doesn't go above castlevania sympathy in the night if so i would i would have put it i would have put it above castlevania sympathy of the night because i i liked it a lot but um you it know, also feels be... more of a piece with like Metal Gear Solid too, in terms of like being kind of like a 3D action game too. And I, I, Chris, I agree. I loved Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but I would keep going potentially. Like, if I were to pick both of those up and like be like, how much fun am I having? I'd probably be having more fun with Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I mean, Chrono Trigger so... is my favorite game of the top five that we have here. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, I think I would probably put Resident Evil Four probably, like, for my personal taste. Like, yeah, Resident Evil 4, the way our list is ranked now, putting Chrono Trigger aside, it, for me, it's really kind of right next to, like, Metal Gear Solid. But I think I would give the nod to Resident Evil 4 because it really does feel like you are playing through a zombie movie and definitely invokes, like, a lot more of, like, an emotional response while playing. Well, granted, most of that emotional response is uh, dread and discomfort and, uh, you know, anxiousness. <laughs> but, um, and so those things kind of you know, check a little bit more boxes for me uh, than Metal Gear Solid does. Although, I loved Metal Gear Solid, and I played it for like the first time for this podcast, and I, I thought it really was like one of the best games I ever played. But I think Resident Evil 4, just aesthetically and like the emotional feeling I get out of it was a little bit more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, and listen, if we're going to put it at 4, we can put it at 4, and like... It's, I'm just going to tell you my piece because I think it, I think Castlevania Symphony of the Night is is a better game. But again, it's not like a like a better game where I'm like I'm going to dig in here. Like I would give it to you at at four. But just to say my piece on Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I think that that game, I think because of indie games and where we are, holds up more. Um, but I also think the level design is also makes it hold up more. I think that game has um, is beautiful and is like. Resident Evil 4 is, is, is good for the time, really good for the time period, and still is pretty good. But I think Resident Evil, uh, or um, Castlevania Save the Night just still looks amazing, like, regardless. That's probably because it's 2D and they couldn't do stuff like that with Resident Evil 4, but, um, and that just is more pleasing to my eyes. Um, I think overall the music is way better in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, and then beyond that, I'd have a hard, hard time selling you anything because I think probably the gameplay is equally as fun. Yeah, I think they're equally as replayable. It it does really feel like splitting hairs between these two. Um, at kind of Metal Gear Solid too, like not to just skip over Castlevania Simply the Night, but like 
we talked i don't actually have we talked about completeness of vision in a while on this on this podcast (laughs) if not put a dollar in the jar um (laughs) we uh i feel like re4 is definitely has its completeness of vision and it's really really good and we kind of like poo-pooed the story and was like no whatever it's not really what you're there for it's a ridiculous story but the action's awesome metal gear solid like also has a ridiculous epic story but it like has like the the epic side of it is like cranked up to like a thousand and like i would say the gameplay is probably to me better in resident evil 4 but like metal gear solid that completeness of vision like it just nails it so i kind of get why we wouldn't go higher than than metal gear solid chris to your point earlier like you might prefer this this is more in your wheelhouse i kind of agree but um and yeah i mean castlevania simply the night i love metroidvanias so it's it is really split in hairs like that's a really really fun enjoyable game totally agree with everything that you just said um but i think that like that like pure joy factor of like moment to moment gameplay in re4 like just has it like playing it and maybe it was because i hadn't played it since 2005 and it was the first time going in fresh but like the whole way through i was just like this is so much fun so i could see it i could see it whenever whenever we get to talk about metal gear solid i always want to remind everyone that at one point the metal gear roars and i always thought that was like the most ridiculous thing that ever (laughs) happened in a video game i was like i was like why did it roar (laughs) it makes no sense because because hideo kojima loves uh, God's well, I always say the God's same way. thing whenever we do a Mechagodzilla movie. I go, like, I love how someone always takes the time as they're building Mechagodzilla to build in a roar feature into Mechagodzilla. <laughs> Record that audio track for the roar. <laughs> uh, so we have a new number four is what we're saying, essentially. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Let's do it. All right, we have a new number four on our endless list. It is, uh, what is it? Resident Evil 4. Hey, that makes sense. Resident, that makes yes. sense. Resident what, Evil 4 at number four. There we go. What Can't a, never move it. <laughs> what a palate cleanser from Dark Castle last week <laughs> to this. <laughs> when you said Dark yeah. Castle earlier in the podcast, I thought you said Alone in the Dark. And I was like, oh, that was a good time. And then I thought about it. And you were like, wait, on the game list. Oh, God, that one. I'd already put it out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Congratulations to Resident Evil. Um, you are in the top five. For best video games of all time. What is happening here? What am I doing? I think you're trying um, to put it at number else. seven right now. What's going on? Yeah, why, am I do- why am I doing that? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Chris, what game are we playing? Oh, we'll be doing Sweet Home. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Not quite. The game that inspired Resident Evil. Um, we're doing that game next week on the podcast but thank you steve thank you mike thank you chris thank you um and we'll be back next week